1: Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Tonight. What do you think about the news about Jennifer and Ben? A-Rod
2: on the Benifer romance rumors. His not-so-subtle diss to Affleck as Ben's buddy Matt Damon weighs in.
1: That's a fascinating story.
2: Ben, star wedding news. Girl,
3: let me see that ring. Oh my gosh, I've been staring at it
2: all day only we're with bachelor couple caitlin bristow and jason tardic breaking engagement news plus a real housewives massive rock
4: i'm like hey
2: Portia williams on moving on with her co-stars ex-husband and we're back on the red carpet with the voice coaches
5: welcome to team legend
2: nick's wedding advice for blake i've seen him dance it's not good plus denise richards is here as our guest co-host
4: et starts right now
2: so now we're getting a clearer picture of just how Benifer 2.0 came to be and who made the first move. Denise, you worked with Ben before, didn't you?
4: I did work with Ben on one of my very first jobs. It was called Against the Grain. Yeah. It was the first time I ever had to have an on screen kiss with wow. him or cry. And I was terrified.
2: Huh. <laughs> you kissed him and you cried. See, look I at did. that. Well, <laughs> you're going to love this. Ben's best friend, Matt Damon, is adding his two cents as A Rod resurfaces.
1: Hey Alex, what do you think about the news about Jennifer and
0: Ben? Are you doing okay? Did you know they were in Montana together?
2: A-Rod in Miami appeared unfazed by the questions about his ex, but dissed Ben giving a shout out to the rival of his beloved Red Sox. Go Yankees. Alex, who posted this sad farewell video before he and JLo announced their split less than a month ago, is reportedly shocked that she has moved on so fast. Ben's pal Matt Damon weighed in on the romance rumors this morning.
3: Your friend, Ben okay. Affleck. And, and a little thing we call Ben Affleck.
1: There's not enough liquor in the world for you to get me to say something about that. I, you know, it's the first time I heard about it.
6: And what did you think? I didn't.
1: I, I love them both. I hope it's true. That would be awesome. It's just interesting
4: to see them together. Not much has changed.
1: Certainly not for her. She looks like yeah. she did 20 years ago. I mean, she looks incredible. Um, he, I can tell you, I see him up close. He's definitely <laughs> changed. He's, he's aged.
2: Matt's approval comes just one day after photos surfaced of Benifer vacationing in Montana, where they spent almost a week. A source tells ET things have been easy, fun, and exciting between them. As for Ben's ex, Jen Garner, well, she was spotted out this morning walking solo and wearing a mask. She and Ben settled their divorce back in
7: 2018. I'm still Jenny from the block.
2: So how did Ben and J-Lo reunite 17 years after calling off their engagement? Ben was your first heartbreak. It was your my first, first real It was
5: heartbreak. my first kind of heartbreak.
2: It was like a tough one for me
6: for whatever reason
2: a source tells et ben has always had an affinity for jennifer and was the one who initially started pursuing her and making an effort to reconnect romantically speaking ben reportedly started emailing JLo while she was in the dominican republic filming shotgun wedding our source says he wanted to explore things with her beyond a friendship look at ben i mean uh, uh, he didn't waste any time did he do you blame him? If
4: he doesn't swoop in, someone else will.
2: That's a great point. All right. We just had Mother's Day. Denise, you have three kids. How did you spend the day?
4: Oh, I wanted a quiet day, just coffee and breakfast in bed, and that's what I got.
2: You got what you wanted. All right. Kelly Clarkson just spent her first Mother's Day as a single mom, and our Cassie Delora found out how Kelly celebrated.
5: How was your special
2: day? I mean, I spent
5: it, my daughter's on a swim team, so they just finally got back this weekend. It was actually really cool Mother's Day because I just was a mom this weekend, that's all I did. A mom this weekend? Oh, I and went to his party, uh, Luna's party. Luna
6: had a yeah, birthday. Yeah, Luna had a party. birthday. We, we're and a it was late. insane.
5: <laughs> I was like, by the way, my daughter's birthday is next month. Screw you for the bar that <laughs> was just like, the set. <laughs> like, the <laughs> like, the <laughs> <laughs> there was
0: a pony on
1: Mermaid. Was, River was taking notes.
2: John and Chrissy's little unicorn celebrated her fifth birthday on Saturday, but last night during the voice coach's first in-person red carpet in over a year, it's clear the friends are back to being fierce competitors. Tonight, 17 contestants will shrink to nine, and Nick Jonas is feeling pretty, well... Damn it, I'm feeling so cool, cool, cool.
0: Well, I feel very confident in my team.
8: One thing that we love about this show is, is kind of seeing the evolution of your bromance with Blake Shelton.
0: Well, Blake, I happen to love Easter. Let's just. Uh, clearly. Sure that's clear. <laughs> <laughs> look like a peep. Tegan, you uh, look like a peep, please. So
8: <laughs> Have you and Blake ever talked about possibly a collaboration? Are you guys recruiting for a fourth Jonas Brothers member?
0: Well, Blake would have to be the very uh, old um, Uncle Jonas, if anything.
8: You know, obviously Blake is very busy right now planning his wedding. And if he tried to recruit you as the entertainment, would you say yes?
0: Very expensive. So, Blake, (laughs) you know, you gotta dish it out.
2: You know what's gonna happen, Denise. A bunch of folks are gonna jump up on stage and they're all gonna perform and it's just gonna be a big jam session, right? Well, I love that. Yeah, I wish I was there. (laughs) Did
4: you get an invite?
2: I'm still waiting on mine. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, speaking of weddings, we've got big news out of Bachelor Nation.
4: Rachel Smith joining us from Nashville with some engagement news. Oh, yeah, love
7: is in the air, Denise and Kev. ET can exclusively reveal that fan favorite, Caitlin Bristow, will soon be Mrs. Jason Tartik. I spoke to the happy couple today.
3: Caitlin, girl, let me see that ring. I know. Oh, my gosh, I've been staring at it all day. I'm like, I just keep doing this with everything. I'm like, hello. <laughs> Jason popped the question
7: with this five-carat custom-made oval sparkler. The proposal was a full-circle moment for the couple who first met when Jason, a former Bachelorette contestant, was a guest on Caitlin's podcast in 2018. Yesterday, they were recording an episode when it all went down.
3: Before we started the podcast, remember, you were so, you kept fixing your hair and you were all nervous oh, about yeah. how you are sitting, and I was like, Dude, Dude.
2: You've been oh, on camera before. No, Remember been, you said that? Yeah, I was like,
3: like, so
0: You had no idea. You had Zero. no idea. Meanwhile, I'm like sweating bullets for that first 30 minutes trying <laughs> to a podcast. Like, of course good. you are. <laughs> so, she, the, the best part is she was supposed to bring out her guests. The one thing that I memorized was, Caitlin, there is no guest.
3: So he's like, Caitlin, Caitlin. And I was like, What? And then he was holding the microphone and he said, We're not doing a podcast. And I was like, you forgot to hit record, didn't you? <laughs> and I saw him grab a ring box from the drawer and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, this is happening right now. And I was so embarrassed because I was wearing a shirt that said tequila for breakfast. And I was like, this feels very on brand, but also very inappropriate. <laughs> I luckily got my nails done the day before, but I would, like, these are some funky nails.
7: Caitlin, do you think you're going to be low-key bride or are you going to be Brazilla mama?
3: I'm going to be so low-key. I, I say so? that. <laughs> <laughs> now, you better watch out. Tread carefully. I, I don't know why you signed up for this for life because it's always a crashy
0: <laughs> That's the exciting part.
7: Well, now on to another surprise engagement. Real Housewives of Atlanta star Portia Williams is getting married to a former friend's ex.
5: Portia, did I hear something? Portia,
7: are we gonna see you dating this season or are you just taking time for Portia? Yes,
4: relationship things are there. Dennis is there and my baby girl. You know, we're family and all of that. Build out. That
7: was Portia just six months ago, telling us her focus was on co-parenting two-year-old daughter Pilar with ex-fiance Dennis McKinley. Now she's sporting an almost 12-carat emerald-cut rock from Simon Gulbadia after just one month of dating. Now you're going to want to pay attention, because this is where it gets super complicated. Simon's the ex of Portia's former friend, Fallon. Hey, hey. Portia actually introduced Fallon on a Housewives episode last December. That
6: makes me want to get married all over again. Yes, we may just have to renew our vows. Ring upgrade, you know.
7: How the two ladies meet? Portia's baby daddy introduced them. Dennis
6: and Simon and yeah. um, they knew each other. They're in the same industry. She was really sweet. She's always been very real and genuine. So, um,
7: we clicked. Portia says, quote, I had nothing to do with Simon and Fallon's divorce filing. That's between the two of them. This afternoon, Fallon posted, I am focusing on finalizing my divorce and healing." Oh, and one more layer of interesting, Portia spent Mother's Day with her new fiance and ex-fiance, Dennis McKinley. When
4: you pray for a purpose in your relationship, which is you- what I had been praying for during this quarantine. You don't know what God is gonna lay upon mm. you. Mm, well, it all makes for some good, good drama for the next season
7: of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Right, guys? Get those teacups ready.
2: Woo. Oh, it's gonna be a full couple crazy on that set with those ladies.
4: Sounds like it.
2: <laughs> Always <laughs> is though. By the way, we go from that controversial Housewives couple to a former Brad Packer struggle with sobriety.
6: Sober what the hell sober
2: Andrew McCarthy on his drug and alcohol addictions while filming many of his classic films. I need help right now. Then.
4: Buckle up and hang on, girl.
2: Denise Richards <laughs> reveals the surprising <laughs> secret behind her iconic soap stare down. Can
8: you give us one? <laughs> <laughs>
6: Are you the other woman in his life?
8: Dun dun dun. (laughs) (laughs) We love a good stare down, and our guest co-host, Denise Richards, is one of the best at it. Denise, big episode of The Bold and the Beautiful airing Thursday on CBS. When you are shooting those epic stares, is it all you going with it or is someone directing you off camera?
4: (laughs) There's a stare where you are looking look away, think about, I think I want like uh, a turkey sandwich, and then look back. (laughs) Can you give us one? Oh. Oh, oh, to me. So you look, look away, and then look Look back.
8: back. Well, you are so busy with your soap opera, but somehow also found time to shoot a family film, Time Crafters, The Treasure of Pirate's Cove. It is on digital and on demand Friday. It's always good as a mom Mm -hmm. of three girls
4: to be able to do a family friendly movie. Eloise is nine, right? She is,
8: this movie is fun for adults and kids to watch together. Next year is the 25th anniversary of The movie that really put you on the map, Starship Troopers. And of course, E.T. was at the premiere in 1997, and we asked you what was next. Well, I have a movie coming out in March called Wild Things, and it's film
4: noir, that's what I did next, and I'm unemployed right now.
6: Oh no! Yeah,
8: I need a job! (laughs) If you could give her any advice, what would you say? Buckle
4: up and hang on, girl. The work was easy. It's the stuff that goes in the press.
8: (laughs) Oh, well, we have so many more questions for you, Denise Richards. But up next, it's Candid Marriage Confessions from Candace Cameron Bure. Some days, you
5: just got to hang in there. You got to stay in it, even though you don't want to be in it.
8: (laughs) The Fuller House star gets real about her life off camera. I got to step up my game. Then, Brat Packer Andrew McCarthy, what you never knew about his iconic roles
1: i was
6: shocked by this, I'm like, what?
8: Including why the ending of Pretty in Pink was changed.
6: And
1: I'm
6: like, dude, what the hell
7: are you doing? Graduation is a sweet occasion, but finding the perfect gift can be a bitter struggle. MMS.com has a solution.
2: Oh, so many parents can relate to that. Candace Cameron Bure helping 22-year-old daughter Natasha move into her apartment. Denise, I bet when that time comes for you, it will just break your heart.
4: It really will. I, uh, I'm i dreading when that day comes. Oh, I'm going to
2: cry my eyes out. <laughs> I'm too. saying it now. Meanwhile, Candace talked exclusively to our Nichelle Turner about a few other milestones, including the end of Full House's run 26 years ago.
1: Look, Candace Cameron she's my TV daughter.
2: What do you remember most
8: about that very first episode?
5: Rule number one, never touch my stuff. I remember meeting Bob for the first time. And I remember the scene with Uncle Jesse, like, with (laughs) John Stamos in the in the basement garage.
8: Five bucks if you move back in.
5: Fifty. Ten.
8: And who knew now John Stamos would be, like, the cutest dad in Hollywood? Yes,
5: except when you've been around him for so many years, you know how great he is with children.
8: He's just proving us right. The 45-year-old mom of three has another huge milestone coming up, the 25th anniversary with husband, Val
5: There's, like, a little pressure. My husband is usually so good and plans... The anniversary yeah. but i'm like but i gotta step up my game
8: what's the secret to a long lasting being 25 years in man some days
5: you just gotta hang in there you gotta stay in it You yeah. know you don't want to be in it
8: well candace is gonna take a little break from her hubby and join me as a fellow speaker during the first ever country living and good housekeeping's makeover takeover renovation virtual summit which kicks off tomorrow I didn't know that you no. loved the renovation space so much.
5: Well, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I actually do love it, but trust me, I'm no expert. Yeah. Uh, and I know there's lots of experts are, that are gonna give much better advice than than I will be able to, but I do love design. We have actually renovated two of our homes from the studs up, yeah. so I've been through the process.
2: By the way, make sure you pick up the latest issue of Good Housekeeping for Nichelle's Renovation Tricks. Because she's not here, I feel comfortable saying that that woman is a renovation genius. Um, she really is amazing. She She's amazing. All right, amazing. let's move on to Rob Lowe. He's on the cover of Variety's recovery issue, and Rob also shared this beautiful carefree shot on his Instagram for a very good reason.
4: And he just celebrated, quote, 31 years drug and alcohol-free.
2: So happy for Rob, congratulations, because he's always been so honest and open about his struggles, especially during the Brat Pack era.
4: And you just spoke to Andrew
2: McCarthy. Yeah, it was really cool because I talked to Andrew all about his own struggles and some wild set secrets from his classic 80s films.
6: We ended up in the shower and the water's cold because they had no hot water. And so I just pushed Ali up against the door of the shower and it cooked in because it was a set and it was cheaply made. (laughs) It went crashing to the ground and that suddenly was in the movie and sort of the defining moment of that love scene.
2: Sure, there was definitely a lot of drinking and partying while filming St. Elmo's Fire, but Demi Moore didn't partake during shooting.
6: Demi had just gotten clean, I think, and Joel had made this lovely speech about how proud he was of Demi and for getting sober, and I'm like, you know, going, sober, what the hell's sober? And I went, you know, had another drink of luck. Quick, what's the meaning of life? I drank, and I happened to be successful in movies. And, you know, one sort of lubricated the other. I drank because I, you know, had a drinking problem.
2: Andrew reveals all about his nearly 10-year battle with the bottle in his new memoir, Brat, Out Today. He also fought an addiction to Xanax and abused cocaine. What was the thing that stopped you when you hit rock bottom?
6: It was just a very quiet kind of like, wow, I need help now. I need help right now.
2: Andrew helped himself, checking into a hospital for detox, and went into rehab where he had a seizure.
6: Several years later, in the early 90s, I stopped doing all that nonsense.
2: That's right, if you do the math, Andrew drank while filming many of his iconic 80s films like Mannequin and Less Than Zero. As for Pretty in Pink? Well, he took the role without even reading the script. Then came this surprise.
6: I read it on the plane out to California, and I didn't realize my character dumped molly at the end and i was shocked by this i'm like what this guy's a complete loser i can't do this movie a month ago i asked somebody else in africa they did a test screening for the movie and the audience felt the same way they wanted us to end up together producers rewrote
2: the ending but by then andrew cut his hair short for a broadway play so in these scenes he's wearing a wig
6: my daughter watched the trailer for pretty in pink and she saw me kissing molly ring and she said i am not watching that movie So my kids have never
2: seen any of my movies. Here's another secret from the set of Pretty in Pink. All that tension you see between Ducky and Blaine, it's real. Andrew and John Cryer didn't get along during the shooting of this movie, and it was only years later that they met and laughed about all the tension. All right, coming up, MTV's Catfish is back, how to make sure it never happens to you.
4: That's next.
2: Hey, do not miss Denise in Time Crafters, the treasure of Pirates Cove. It's on digital and demand this Friday. Plus, of course, she's great on the bold and the beautiful weekdays on CBS. We've had so much fun with you being here, but I have one last question for you. Okay, what is that? Have you ever been catfished?
4: Uh, I actually don't even know what that means.
2: That's beautiful. <laughs> you have never been catfished before. Well, a new episode <laughs> of Catfish the Show airs tonight on MTV, and host Cami Crawford told Nichelle three ways to spot if you're getting catfished. Take a look.
8: And thank you for having me. Bye-bye. It's thank you. One major thing is the audacity of a lot of catfish. They'll send you pictures of different people and make it seem like that's all the same person. The next thing is, if you can't get it in person, video chat. Two weeks maximum, that's the the deadline. Two weeks. Right. The third piece of advice, like I said, would be, you know, trust your gut. If it feels too good to be true, it probably is.
0: If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey.
1: Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing.
8: The extended
3: moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcasts, but we have plenty of time on the podcast